All right, you guys, I am currently struggling with a pinched nerve in my neck. And if you have ever had one, you know the pain. So I am feeling super thankful for today's sponsor, Tanasi. Tanasi's CBD, CBDA is two times better than CBD alone and better than over-the-counter ibuprofen, acetaminophen, and aspirin. It helps soothe and relieve my aches and pains like my pinched nerve, and it's great for sleep and anxiety, so I put it on right before bed. Tanasi was discovered by a team of chemists and biologists at Middle Tennessee State University, and 5% of all revenue is given back to the university partner for ongoing research. It is THC-free and comes in a range of products. I love the topicals, but you can also choose from soft gels, gummies, and tinctures. Satisfaction is guaranteed. Try Tanasi for 30 days, and if you don't love it, you get a full refund. Go to Tanasi.com and use code MOM to get 25% off at checkout. That's T-A-N-A-S-I.com to get 25% off your first order with promo code MOM. Since learning the truth about alcohol over four years ago, I've become pretty skeptical about anything that seems too good to be true. You know, like alcohol. If you're like me and you can spot a too-good-to-be-true health hack from a mile away, congrats, you're a skeptic too. Ritual knows that every good skeptic deserves a multivitamin that exceeds our standards. I take Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus every morning because it has high-quality and traceable key ingredients in clean, bioavailable forms. It's gentle on an empty stomach and has a minty essence in every bottle that helps make taking my multis actually enjoyable. No more shady business. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com forward slash sober mom. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com forward slash sober mom for 25% off. Hi, welcome to the Sober Mom Life podcast. I'm your host, Suzanne, of My Kind of Sweet and the Sober Mom Life on Instagram. If you are a mama who has questioned your relationship with alcohol at times, if you're wondering if maybe it's making motherhood harder, this is for you. I will be having candid, honest, funny conversations with other moms who have also thought, hmm, maybe motherhood is better without alcohol. Is it possible? We'll chat and we'll talk about all things sobriety and how we've found freedom in sobriety. I don't consider myself an alcoholic. You don't have to either. And maybe life is brighter without alcohol. I hope you will join us on this journey and I'm so excited to get started. You guys... Suzanne uh, popped on and scared the shit out of me in full skeleton hood (laughs) costume. (laughs) It's like, oh. Did you not know this was a costume party recording? Or did I not know that it wasn't? (laughs) Go either way. (laughs) Like, yeah, that's probably more like it. She looks amazing, guys. I can't believe it's taken me this long to be a skeleton for Halloween. Right? Yeah. It's like your thing. Yeah, it's, it's like my thing. And okay, so Russell's going to be a skeleton. The girls are both going to be skeletons. And Gray does not want to be a skeleton. He wants to be Spidey. So we have – this is how we're branding it. 
Skeletina and Skeletoni and the Skeletwins. I mean, isn't that good, Brandon? I love it. See, of course. Of course. Of course you would find a way to just get it right on track. I I love it. Okay, what are you guys being? So we're not doing family costumes this year. Last year, we were the Waffle House, which was amazing because we were like servers. My parents came. They dressed as Waffle House employees. And the kids were bacon and waffles. So it was so cute. Amazing. So that was a hard one to top. Yeah. This year, my son wants to be an old man because he found a cane in Party City and was like, I'm into this. So so he got inspired. Yes, which I love because when my daughter was two, she was a golden girl. She was Sophia from the Golden Girls. Oh, my God. Wait, Sophia, that's the oldest one, right? The oldest, not in real life oldest. The youngest in real life, right? Yes. Estelle Getty. Yes, there you go. Look at you. Wow, I pulled that out of nowhere. That was an amazing, amazing costume. So yes, the fact that he wants to be an old man, I just, I'm all for it. And then you'll love this. My daughter keeps going around. Everyone's like, what are you going to be for Halloween? And she's like, a blow up dog. Oh, and I'm like, wait, (laughs) it definitely sounds like you're saying blow up doll. And she refuses to say inflatable. Oh, my God. So a blow up And they're like, what? And she's like, duh. And they're like, wait a second. They look at you. They're like, "Uh." Because at first I was like cringing every time somebody asks her. And now I'm just like, now I just watch the adult to see like what their reaction is. Totally. Okay. So a blow up dog, like an inflatable, (laughs) like she's going to be in the, like it's a big thing. Like a, yes. Oh, that's a good one. Where it's she, I can't remember what the legs are. Yeah, she did it before she was a unicorn. Oh, and it looked so like she was riding the unicorn. So this inflatable thing is a new and it's like there's a battery pack in there. It's oh. a whole like Amazon treasure. So. Oh, I need to do that. That sounds like a really good just like click and go costume. Yes. Good. Okay. So you guys are not dressing up. I don't think so. And what do you do for Halloween? Just neighborhood. Yeah. There's like a little cul-de-sac party that we've gone to. We've only lived here. This will be our third Halloween. So Okay. But we do go with the neighbors, like our neighbor friends who are the kids' ages. Yeah. So it's fun. Did you know that I was going to interview you about Halloween? (laughs) And now, what's your favorite kind of candy? Go. I'm I'm more on the like sour side of things versus the chocolate. Okay. If I do chocolate, I'll do like an Almond Joy. I love an Almond Joy. (gasps) Which is like not a normal. Really? Yes, that's his favorite. That's not very common. No, it's not. I prefer amounts over an almond joy. Ah, I like no almond. Okay, no almond and dark chocolate. Dark chocolate, yeah. But no, my favorite. I'm. I'm. I really take this seriously. This is what you it's, can't decide. Well, it's like or... Sophie's choice. You know, I'm like, oh god, okay. <laughs> I've always said that my favorite candy is Three Musketeers. Hmm. But I don't know. Okay, so Three Musketeers for me is like triggering from when I had braces because that was like the only canned chocolate I could eat. Like you couldn't eat Snickers. Like can't eat your almond joys because you're freaking braces. That was now I'm like I can't eat really? Three Musketeers. It like takes me right back because there's no. I'm like caramel. picking it out of my fake braces. That's so <laughs> funny. You know what triggers me with braces? Because I had the ceramic white braces. Oh. Well, because I didn't get braces until I was like a sophomore in high school. Hmm. P.S. Which is not a great time to have braces. I feel like it's like, what? No, it's not a great time. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to do the white ones so then you can't see it. The problem is 
they don't stay white. And like if I ate mustard, <laughs> they'd be like Homer Simpson yellow. I mean, it would just, just straight butter eat. teeth. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Butter <laughs> teeth. Exactly. I'd be like, and so then they just would never white. I'm like, this is not a good idea. Yeah. I like chocolate. I like sour. I like gummy. I like, I just like don't. Like Sour Patch Kids? Yeah. I love a Sour Patch yeah. Kid. Well, I was thinking when you said last year, so this is your second sober Halloween. Mm-hmm. How do you feel? I feel ready for it. I mean, last year I definitely was more, we went with the neighbors, they all had their beers and their koozies and I was like hiding my athletic one and like hoping no one would ask. And I'm just like, gosh, this year I probably won't even take that. It always ends up getting spilled because I'm pulling the yes. wagon all uphill both ways. Yes. <laughs> always. Yes. And that's why I'm always like, why did we even bother trying to drink while we're trick-or-treating, even if it's not non-alcoholic? You know, like I always ended up with a flat totally. beer at best or spilled all over the wagon. Yes, same. <laughs> and I always bring coffee because that's just my vibe. And even if it's seven at night, I'm like, well, I have to. If I'm walking around in the in the leaves and it's fall outside, I, I need to create this picture. And it's not complete unless there's coffee in my hand. And then it spills. It gets cold immediately. And I'm like, oh, this also is not what I want it to be. Right. And that smell of like coffee too, once it's spilled, I don't know. It's just a no-go. You know, I spilled it all over the inside of my car the other week. Not not the best start to the day. Did your car smell? Yes. Yeah. Yes. But the idea of when did drinking and trick-or-treating start? Like our parents, I know my parents weren't drinking while we were trick-or-treating. Maybe my dad was later. I don't know, but it's just crazy now that it's just assumed. It's like a mainstay of drinking is that, well, of course, if you go trick-or-treating with your kids, you're going to be drinking. And that, when you're like so far removed from it, it blows my mind. Like if you talk about something that's just fun and special and that you do once a year and there's candy I mean, you get to go to strangers' houses and they give you candy. You can do it too. Like adults get candy too. You just steal your kids. And so you don't steal your kids, but you steal don't steal kids, just steal their candy. <laughs> just just want to be. And clear. it's like a year's supply too. This isn't we're not playing around here. This no. is like our full stock. Full stock. Yeah. And sometimes we get full size bars in there, you know, the good houses. Wait, are you the good house? I mean, okay. <laughs> here no we're not the good house because this is always the problem like I want to go trick-or-treating with them and for always I was like staying back because either I would have a baby or I would be pregnant and so then my husband would take the older kid out or the girls out while I was at home with Gray and so now I'm like no I want to go and so then we leave a bowl out and we're like hey just take a few you know and right always even if i'm gone an hour when i get home it's just empty gone. it's just and there's yeah. like shrapnel you know it's like i'm like holy shit i'm i'm like picturing these like whirling dervishes coming through and just like <laughs> and so no i'm i'm not the i'm not I the big agree. but yeah the big bar house we did fruit by the foot one year, which I thought was kind of a fun one, like no, a throwback. But I no. literally saw it like strewn about like teeping no, houses. <laughs> no, but you cannot do fruit by the foot. I won't let you do that ever again. I mean, I will not. No. Wait, why? Why is this such a strong stand? That's not candy. Oh. 
Oh, okay. I try to do something different though. Cause no fruit by the foot is delicious. It's like popcorn balls. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm so offended by this. <laughs> I'm offended <laughs> by f- fruit by the foot. Man. That is some bullshit. I'm sorry. I cannot wait to hear the feedback on this because I am standing in this. I feel really? like it was something different and delicious. Fruit? Yeah. Fruit, first of all. I, okay. I don't it's want like I, I don't want so a fruit, fruit roll in up my... where we're calling this fruit. It's actual fruit now. Well, okay, but also a fruit roll up, like you're trick-or-treating and they're like, hey, here's a fruit roll up. And you're like, as a kid, I would be like, fuck off. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. All right. I I take this feedback and I will report back. What are you giving out this year? Oh, I'm not fucking telling you. Popcorn balls. <laughs> are you trying? Are you trying to be different? Don't try to be different. This year, it's yogurt covered raisins <laughs> with a side of kale <laughs> wrapped in kale. Uh, I don't freaking know. Now oh, I'm just going God. back to square one. I know you need to. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, I equate the trigger, the need for drinking with trick or treating to like the need to drink while small children are swimming in a pool. Oof. Right? It's like let's get hammered and walk in the streets where cars are coming by and it's dark out. Like this seems like a great idea. <laughs> like, I know. Let's get drunk. <laughs> this is one of those things that really is that when you like take the blinders off. Like, if it's just something you've always done as an adult, like, or I mean, as a young adult, like, especially before you have kids, like, Halloween is this, like, party time. And then you just kind of never grow past that and just continue to do it without slowing down and saying, like, oh, first of all, maybe I don't have to do this, but also maybe this isn't making Halloween better. Which, mm-hmm. spoiler alert, it's not. Right. It's just like this habit that's been ingrained. I mean, since what, college? That was a big drinking holiday, you know? It's yes. just like, and then you just kind of kept it going. And it's like all of a sudden it's something you need to do. But yeah, once you step back and look, it's like, do I really need to spill IPA all over myself? While <laughs> and I'm all over my children. With children? It doesn't have its place anymore. And it seems, yeah, once the blinders are off, it's so obvious. Like, no, yeah. I don't need that. And like, I hate the post that's like, you only get 17 summers with your family or with your kids, the 18 summers, whatever. Yeah. I've like come to despise those that's type of posts, which they used night. to suck me in. I know. Like, I'm not anymore. We already know that in our bones. And I'm a skeleton and I know bones. <laughs> and we know that. <laughs> right. But same like with something like this. Like, they only want, and it's even less. It's not 18 necessarily with Halloween. Like, yeah. we get a few where it's just... I don't know. Last year with my first one, it was just like the pure joy. Like my son was four. He was old enough to kind of hang with the big kids and like run house to house. And it was just, I mean, just pure elation as far like one tiny piece of candy. And he is just like, oh my gosh, this is what we get to do. Like his eyes were open to the world of like trick or treating. Right. It was just such like a sweet, like I don't know, just taking the time, I guess, to be present and really see those fleeting years and holidays that are just I also love Halloween because there's no no one's coming I mean you have trick-or-treaters coming but no one's coming to visit you don't have a freaking leprechaun that's gotta yeah. come and yeah, you don't bunny, have to do a anything Santa, a freaking elf <sighs> like Halloween is just fun yeah costumes can be a pain if like you're making your own or whatever but like 
Yeah, I love it. You just go out, you get stuff from other people. Yeah, other people have to do the work. I'm like, right. finally, you feed my kids. Like, I'm sick. I have to I have to feed these kids 364 days out of the year. It's your turn. Like, you yes. feed my kids, damn it. Can I, one sidebar, totally unrelated, this morning, my son, he's in my husband's home office, and he yells out, hey, mom, can you make me some grits? I'm like, sure, buddy. I hear this little you-know-what. Hey, Daddy, you want anything? <laughs> like, I'm, I'm actually running a restaurant. <laughs> you want to you wanna put this on my tab? <laughs> like, what the fuck? I was just like, yeah, he's like, I got you. Me? She'll make it. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> what would you like? Yeah, but the it's big question me. is, what did your husband say? <laughs> hey, oh, he was like, no, I'm good, buddy. He was scared. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, actually, sure, I'll have three eggs over easy. Yeah. <laughs> An omelet sounds great. Yeah. That's, <laughs> oh my gosh. That's anyway, hilarious. Oh my God. <sighs> it's almost like one of those things. I think about this for like my first 4th of July that I, I was sober. And, you know, I wasn't the mom who was like getting wasted at all of these events. And so you would think that then drinking didn't really make that big of a difference. And it wasn't until I stopped drinking that I realized that, oh, holy shit, I was missing stuff all along. Like Mm -hmm. even if it's one or two glasses of wine or one or two drinks or three beers or whatever, we have it in our mind that it's like, yeah, it's fine. Like what is this? But it really is doing all of its shit to your brain and making everything kind of just like cloudy and fuzzy and really interfering with our ability to be present. Mm -hmm. And you don't even realize that until you take it away. That's exactly it. It pulls your focus. And it's like, we are already being pulled in so many directions. Yeah. It's so freaking hard to be present. So by layering on, like you said, creating that fogginess or just even rushing through it, it's like the rushing through to get through bedtime type mentality. It's like, all right, well, maybe we can swing back by the house so I can top off or, you know, like the cooler's taking up half the space in the stroller and there's no room for the child. Like, you know, you're just like prioritizing it. And that's where... It just becomes so obvious. Yeah, that that's just you're missing it. And it's so hard to be present as it is. I've that's what I've noticed. Even with alcohol removed, yes. I'm still really having to be deliberate about trying to be present. So goodness, like alcohol was doing us no favors. And the whole thing that it does is just make you just not care. And like, you know, I always try to make sure that this podcast never comes off as judgy. Like if you're a mom who has always drank at Halloween, like that's very understandable because look around. It's an alcohol-soaked holiday for adults and moms while the kids trick-or-treat. And so it's understandable that you can fall into that. But man, like just the freedom that comes from trying it differently And just like doing it differently this time, not having to worry about if it's forever or if, you know, what does this mean and all of this stuff. But it's just like, okay, if you think back, how many Halloweens have you given alcohol, right? Before I stopped drinking, it was probably all of them. I mean, except for when I was a baby, because that would be weird. (laughs) But I mean, (laughs) definitely college. Definitely in my 20s. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, and so you just don't know any different. Like, you just don't know. Right. And then the most beautiful thing is that your focus does 
shift from focusing on when's my next drink or like I got to finish this beer before it gets flat or like just focusing on the alcohol and focusing what's in your cup to like being able to look up and like look out and be like, oh my God, look at the kids and notice everybody's costumes and just the little things like I love just to watch my kids. Mm-hmm. Just to like be an observer of my kids when they're doing their thing and something that they love, something that they're excited by. That's one of my favorite things. That's why I love to like volunteer in the classroom or like watch them on the playground and they don't know I'm there. Like I'm a creeper at their school, you know, like something like just. Wow. (laughs) Wow. That's a lot to unpack. (laughs) I remember that from when like Harper was maybe like two and she was in her first preschool class and there was like a there was like a one way mirror or what is it called like an interrogation room <laughs> yes and then i sat her down at the table and i said who's your favorite parent and she Where failed you the night of? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and i would just watch her play and it's just i don't know i just love that so much and i think that that's when i feel like i'm the most present is that i can just like notice all of the tiny little things that make them who they are and who I love. And it's just so special. And I I do think that that is completely missed when alcohol is invited into whatever the situation is. Well, and when people do remove the alcohol, they start talking about how things suddenly are coming in like technicolor, right? So like you see the whole world in this like new vibrant way. And you also like you have this the childhood joy is like restored in you and then you get to vicariously do that again through your children. So it's just this beautiful like rebirth, you know, you really get to see things from a different angle. And I I, I love how we often and you you were talking about how how many Halloweens have you drank? And I always love how you bring up like, well, have you ever tried not drinking right. for Halloween? Like we know what alcohol does. We know what those years have looked like. Sure, some were fun. Maybe some weren't. Maybe you got blackout one year. Maybe you barely drank. But like trying it without it. Like let's just see what that is. We've done something for 20 years. Like let's just try not doing it and just see, you know, see what's different. Like it's a little test. Yeah, and and that I think takes so much of the pressure off too, when you start to think about, okay, I have always included alcohol in Halloween. And when we really start to tell the truth about alcohol, you come up with those stories that you made yourself forget, right? Or that you made yourself kind of, okay, I'm not going to think about that. But like, think about that. Think about how it's truly gone when alcohol has been invited into your Halloween, whether that's in your 20s, whether that's in motherhood, like how has that gone? Start to think about that. And then, yes, just get curious. And it is kind of a like, well, okay, if I've always done it this way, what if just this year, I don't have to answer all of the what ifs and all of the spirals and the questions that get us stuck and all of the things that we always talk about. But what if just on this one Halloween day, What if when my kids are going trick-or-treating, I, you know, bring along sparkling water or I say no to the drinks and that's all you have to say. You don't have to come up with an elaborate story. You don't have to tell, you know, your life 
history of drinking. You don't have to declare anything if you don't want to. And just see. And then really take the time to notice not the absence of alcohol, right? And not kind of yearning for, you know, if other moms are drinking or focusing on that. But really be deliberate about turning your attention to what you might have missed in past years. Mm-hmm. Which I I kind of love that Halloween is the last day of Sober October because it's kind of like exactly that. Like that's a nice kind of tying it up with a bow of like, okay, this is a special thing. Like what can we take from this and walk away with a new perspective that might power you through to – that's my wish for everyone is like that did Sober October – ended on that and maybe it'll just encourage you to keep Mm -hmm. going once you see like those glimmers that we see on social media now like those glimmers those moments that you would have missed like focus on those and put that in your back pocket of like this is what it's all about that's such a good point about sober october i think it can be easy to say okay, well, I did it. You know, it's the last day of the month. Like it's, you Mm -hmm. know, like that's always my mentality. I tried to do the whole 30 and I did 15 days. And so I called it the Sue's 15 and I was like, good enough, you know? (laughs) And like it was like, I was like, okay, whatever. Like that's, but I do think that that's focusing on the wrong thing. We talk about not, not wasting these precious moments when you've decided to either take a break from alcohol or not let it in and not wasting that by counting down to it again because you just lose so much of the magic of sobriety, I think, if it's the counting down. That's white knuckling. I mean, you're you're white knuckling for a longer term. Yes. Uh, and you're yeah. still looking at drinking as a privilege. Mm-hmm. The reward. Yeah. yeah, a reward that it's adding something to your life, that going without it means that you're missing out and that you've somehow lost the privilege to drink when it could not be more opposite. I mean, it's astounding how wrong that is when you're on the other side of it, that you're like, oh, holy shit, this whole time I thought that, you know, drinking this highly addictive substance that changes my brain and changes who I am and makes me not be able to trust myself and makes my kids not be able to trust me and completely changes me and also brings along with it a huge question mark. I thought that was a privilege. Like, I thought that that was making life and these situations and holidays better. Yeah. The further away I get from it, the more I realize that it never delivered, like it never made me feel good. Think about the next day. Physically, you're not feeling 100%. Mentally, you're questioning like so much, maybe even unnecessarily and everything was fine, but like, yes, it was never making me feel good. Like, again, maybe the first 20 minutes or whatever, but it's just like thinking about that next morning, I'm like, it never really did me any favors. Like it was never... Now, especially getting out and socializing now and like, yeah, it just, it did not add anything. So I, I love it when we talk about how it's not an additive because it's so true and it just takes some time removing it to see all of that. Like it was not that great of a time once, especially yeah. that next day feeling like you're just, you're not operating on all cylinders and yeah, there's just nothing like, oh, I'm so glad I had that last glass or whatever. It's like, right. Yeah. Never. 
And yeah, you said it doesn't matter. I think that this is important. It doesn't matter if it's one glass or one bottle, right? Mm -hmm. The feeling of shame and regret and how could I, oh my God, I promised myself or just unease and dread and anxiety and fitfulness and all of that stuff is the same. (laughs) I mean, the result's the same. It doesn't matter. And then your nervous system is all fucked up. So it doesn't matter if everything was fine, quote unquote, if you didn't make a fool of yourself, if you didn't do something horribly wrong or something that you wouldn't necessarily do, your brain is still going to fuck with you and, and say, are you sure? Right. Are you sure you didn't? It's like that little devil on the shoulder. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you sure you didn't? Because there's a substance in there that's making you do things that you wouldn't normally do. So are you sure? Mm-hmm. And like quieting or like killing that little guy on my shoulder. And now I'm like, yeah, I'm fucking sure. I was 100% present the whole time. I mean, I was on my phone and I had a huge sugar high. <laughs> but other than that, yeah. I had like eight cups of coffee in me, but. Right. No, I'm right. fine. I'm fine. What, what do you think? <laughs> Yeah. And it's not until you're on the other side that you can look back. And so what it requires is a huge leap of faith. Mm -hmm. It requires you to jump and for you to say, okay, I don't know what's down there. I don't know. Right? Like I could be jumping into the fiery pits of hell. I don't know. But you know what? I have heard enough times, and I've listened to this podcast enough times, and I trust Suze, or I trust Audrey, or I trust my best friend who's telling me, or I'm trusting these people on Instagram. They keep saying that down there when I jump, that it's so much better than up here. And it is kind of like the devil you know, right? Like it's scary. There's no guarantee, and there's no, it's just scary. It's change, mm-hmm. right? But that's what it requires. It requires a leap and, and and then for you to say, okay, and I will figure it out. And you will. And we will catch you. That's the best part. Exactly. No, it just that self-doubt created when you're drinking, like, and then the self-confidence that comes when you stop the drinking. It just, it's tangible almost. Like, it just is such a difference. Yes. It's life-changing. Mm-hmm. And there's a reason that, like, you know, if you're plugged into sober TikTok or sober Instagram or if your algorithm has picked up all of the sobriety stuff, there's a reason that the women who are sober and the moms who are sober are fucking killing it and like writing all these books and doing all mm-hmm. this shit and creating stuff. Because we can when you live at like capacity and and when your your potential is so much greater, not from like learning anything new or taking a course or anything that you need to be taught, but just by removing this horribly corrosive and toxic substance, you're able to just thrive. It's hard and you grow and you change and there's challenges and all of that. But man, it's not as hard as a hangover on November 1st. Right. 
And I will say, too, the changing of the seasons, I just want to acknowledge, is hard. It yeah. really is. And this has been coming up a lot. And I felt it. Like, we went to a fall festival, even a, however long later for me. Like, it's still, you kind of get that itch of just like, oh, this would be nice. But the thoughts are more fleeting. Yeah. Yeah, we did the pumpkin patch, and it just made me think of the call, the the craft brews that were tempting for one of the late. Yeah. I want you to brand it. What did you call it? Do you remember? No. What did I call <laughs> the it? The craft ethanol. Like people oh, thought yeah. that was so funny. <laughs> That's our new brand. We've got craft ethanol for yeah. you, ladies. I don't know if you've tried this uh, new, <laughs> this organic craft ethanol. That's literally what it is. Oh, that's But funny. it is hard to break those habits. I mean, yes. that like you were kind of saying about like your coffee while you're yes. walking, you know, like you just you associate holidays and then it's just like bang, bang, bang. You've got fall with the cozy drinks and the pumpkin beers or whatever it is. And then we're just heading right into like beers. The, oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. There's pumpkin everything. That's true. <laughs> Let's be honest. That's true. Wendy's just came out with a pumpkin frosty. So, oh, I mean, they're, we're going pumpkin. all in. Pumpkin spice frosty, I saw. Oh, pumpkin um, fruit by the foot. Oh, stop it. <laughs> I'm going to break your sweater bones. <laughs> <laughs> sweater bones. <laughs> Wait, sweater bones. <laughs> As a reminder, she is a she's a skeleton. And I'm sweating now. I'm crying, I'm laughing. Good. And I'm, I'm glad I'm not the only one sweating for once. Oh, Thank goodness. God, don't wear head to toe, please. <laughs> don't wear please onesie when you record a podcast. Oh my goodness. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to acknowledge fall yes. is a very, it's a triggering time. And I also wanted to mention... For those, I, I always think about our moms in the group who have teens and they're not trick-or-treating, right? Or most likely if they are, they're not wanting their parents to tag along. So even just thinking about like a Halloween party, you know, like yes. just have yes. fun, like put those efforts that you would have spent on drinking and the money you would have spent on drinking, put into a clever ass costume that yeah. you can do it for the gram and like do it for your friends and go out and have fun. And like, yes. I feel almost like a Halloween party would be a great place to be sober because it's just like there's already the talking points of like what they're wearing like that's a conversation totally. you don't have to worry about the insecurity of like small talk it's just like wow you look fucking ridiculous or right. you look amazing yeah like, yeah exactly so it just almost takes the pressure off in something like that but yeah I, I know I don't want the moms who have like grown teens to be sad, like all this trick or treating talk, but I know. you know, alcohol's everywhere. So I'm no, sure there's so some true. sort of Halloween event where it'll be there. Yes. Well, and the idea of fall and romanticizing it, right? Especially with Instagram and like I romanticize the hell out of fall all the time, like every year. Is this your season? It's so my season. Even though I'm a summer baby, fall is like my soul is fall, mm. right? And every year I'm disappointed because I'm like, wait, no, it's supposed to be like when Harry met Sally, when when they're walking and talking about apartments. And this isn't, no, this is, I'm not living in a fall movie right now. <laughs> and I'm a romantic kind of person. I'm very sentimental. The idea of romanticizing alcohol around fall and the holidays and Christmas and whatever you celebrate, like, of course, 
I still do that. I don't so much do it with alcohol because I really just do see it as ethanol. But I do it with my coffee and I'm always disappointed. And I'm like, why are you disappointing me, coffee? I thought that you were my best friend. And then I was like, oh, wait, you're not. You suck. (laughs) But I think just it's important to remember that if you romanticize alcohol in this season, that doesn't mean anything more than we've been taught that it makes it better, right? And we've been taught to romanticize it. I think that sometimes people can jump from that to like, oh, if I'm kind of doing that in my head, if I'm yearning for it a little bit, if I'm craving it, if I, you know, if my gut is saying like, oh, a craft ethanol would be really nice right now, (laughs) that that means something more than that. And it just doesn't. It just means that, of course, you are still romanticizing it. And just to really, I think, notice when you're doing that, it's the same thing as as like, you know, wine in Italy. We did it with cigarettes too. You know, Audrey Hepburn in Breakfast at Tiffany's was romanticizing cigarettes. Like we didn't see the inside of her lungs. We only saw the glamorous cigarette, right? Mm -hmm. So that's not the important thing. The important thing is that you, you think about not that first crap ethanol or the first glass of wine, but the fourth or the fifth and then the next morning, right? And all of that. And then we really remind ourselves what we know and what we've learned. That's where I love when your mom always says thoughts are not facts. It helps to just kind of like segment it where it's just like, okay, I'm thinking that or I'm feeling that. That doesn't make it true or something I need to make come true. Like it's just in my head for a second. It's how I feel. That's why we're coming up with all these new coping strategies to work through those feelings and those thoughts instead of it being this pull towards what we're trying not to do. So it's just like making that separation is so helpful. Yeah. And it, it is like the thought isn't a thing. It's it's either the judgment or how we feel about the thought, right? And we give it so much importance. And it's like, well, if I'm feeling this or if I'm thinking about wine or if I'm thinking about alcohol, then that means this. And it's like, no, it doesn't. That just means you it's been in your life and that you're human and that you don't flip a switch, right? But the good thing also is that our brains can change. We really, really can change how we think about alcohol and shift the perspective. And that does change everything. Yeah. It just takes time. Yeah. Okay. We've talked a lot about you know, Halloween in sobriety, but let's talk about some of our drinking Halloweens. You know, you know, some of those doors that we've closed. Yes. Okay. Let's open them. Safe place right here, right now. Go for it. When I say like a drinking Halloween, what do you think of? College. Oh yeah. For sure. Yeah. I worked at a bar. I think I always worked on Halloween when I was, um, you worked at a bar too. I did. I was a server. I wasn't a bartender. So I was thinking more in like my 20s. I didn't really dress up as much because I was working. Like we didn't really do as much in my working years. But yes, college was a hot mess. It was so fun, but it was just crazy. I don't have any like horrible waking up like what did I do type memories, but my costumes and some of the costume mishaps were uh, pretty memorable. (laughs) Okay. What was your favorite costume? So I went as Saran Wrap Girl (laughs) two years in a row. (laughs) I had to come back for the repeat. Is this a thing? Wait, you say it like I should know what that is. Saran Wrap Girl? Is is it a superhero? 
<laughs> emphasizing it, I guess, to make fun of myself a little extra. Did you make it up? Yeah. Was it so you could wear saran wrap? I really don't understand the thinking behind it. Was it laziness? Was it like being cheap? Like, I don't even know. Were you nude? (laughs) I was wearing a strapless bra and underwear. So year number one, I did it like crisscross. Like I made a top (laughs) and I made like a mini skirt bottom. And I'm pretty sure this is the year we had like a party at our house. So that was like. So I'm trying to. Okay. Clear saran wrap. It was colored. It was like green. Okay, because in my mind, it's clear. <laughs> like saran wrap. I don't know if I know colored saran wrap. You would have to like so wrap in- it around so much that even if it was the clear, I don't think you'd be able to see anything. But yeah. Okay. So in my mind, when I first heard of this saran wrap girl, she's nude and then <laughs> she just has saran wrap. And I was like, I thought I pushed the limits in college, but that is admirable. <laughs> <laughs> two years. It's the two years for me that I was like, oh, yes, this was so great. I'm going to do it again. You're like, I'm going to rewear last year's story. Oh, my God. I had to be cut out of it, first of all. <laughs> there was no rewear. So the first year, I think I was in the comfort of my own home. We had a party. I'm sure we went out after, but like. Was this a solo cup, like $5 party? Like a keg? Yes, for sure. Kegs. Yes. Okay. The second year is when I think we went out and it was more of a tube dress. I made like the whole body. Okay, this, this is time. what I'm picturing. Yes. Okay. So full body. Okay. Green again? Did we stick I with green? I don't remember the color of this one. I think it went purple. They had different colors okay. saran wrap. So I don't know if that's still a thing okay. or not. But I made the tube dress. We went out and I remember. <laughs> <gasps> drinking right so we're drinking tons of beer and you know once you like break the seal break the seal all the time one thing I did not forecast was how (laughs) I was going to pee in this thing how far does it go down well it started at a very normal length respectable saran they call it shrink wrap (laughs) for a reason (laughs) so after my first you know break the seal peeing I had to like pry it up sort of. I'm right. pretty sure I peed on yeah. myself. Like it was it was not an easy process, right? So then with each peeing trip, it shrank a little bit more. So like by <laughs> the end, I am just like barely hanging on to this thing. So I'm like pulling it down and like <laughs> and you're out at the bar. Yeah, we're just out and I've peed on myself and I'm still yeah. drinking. Obviously, I'm not going to tailor back the drinking. <laughs> no, no, no. Not not when you're that far in. No. Uh-uh. So saran wrap girl. And then I think everything college too, it's like sexy, right? So it's like sexy surgeon one year, sexy referee oh, one sexy year. surgeon. Like you just yeah. put sexy in front of anything. Sexy hobo. <laughs> so, <laughs> sexy clown. Probably. And then you end up looking like a blow up doll. Slutty clown. <laughs> slutty clown. <laughs> Not to be confused with my daughter's blow up dog. <laughs> You're going to bring Saran Wrap Girl back this year. (laughs) Yes. And then, oh my God. Yeah. What about you? Hit me. Tell me you have something worse than that. (laughs) I don't. (laughs) No, no. Man, I thought that for sure. I mean, if you know me in college, if I knew Saran Wrap was an option, (laughs) I would have, I would have worn Saran Wrap. And so I don't want you to feel alone in that because I am a little jealous <laughs> that I didn't get to wear a saran wrap dress, actually. It's never too and, late. <laughs> and I don't know if that's in my future. 
I mean, okay, so I don't remember a lot of my costumes in college. I remember like slutty French maid. I mean, obviously, right? My maybe even wilder than, although college was pretty alcohol-soaked, you know, Green Bay, Wisconsin, the number one drunkest city in the United States. But then when I moved to Atlanta, we had some times, and I decided to go as Roller Girl from Boogie Nights. Yes. And, okay, I went to this, like, roller skating rink to get, like, the I wanted the brown. Oh, yeah. Like, old school with the orange wheels and, like, the orange ties, right? And I had, like, a tube top and, like, little velour shorts, right? And, like, suntan tights and then the big socks, right? And I was like, this is amazing. Like, nothing could possibly go wrong. <laughs> Like, this is such a great idea. Why doesn't everyone do this? And so we, I went to this, like, huge party at Park Tavern. And uh, I was newly single. And I was like, this is amazing. And hundreds of people. And I was just, like, roller skating. <laughs> I just picture, like, you just see my, like, blonde head above the crowd. Like, yeah, like, so you're, like, taller than everyone. <laughs> so tall. <laughs> I'm so tall. It was going great. And then I just kept drinking, obviously, oh, and drinking and drinking. And I was sitting up on something. Like, what was I sitting on? I guess a table. And I jumped down, forgetting that I had roller, oh, sk- roller skates gosh. on. And then I totally fell, like, on my tailbone, oh, like, so sh- bad. Security came oh, over. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, I remember. And, of course, I'm like – brown out right it's like you're you're there yeah yeah and so I'm like looking up at like big men trying to get me up and I'm like oh this is not what I had in mind (laughs) this is better that is such a commitment that's crazy like weren't you taking cabs and stuff like I can't picture how like did you take them off when you were outside of the building there's like bar mats there's like rugs and all kinds of that is just very ambitious. I'm like such a mom now. I'm picturing all the hazards. I'm like, wait, but someone obviously like spilled their drink. There was ice on the floor. Like, <laughs> I know. And I'm not even a great roller skater. Oh my <laughs> like, it's not like, it's not like I'm roller blades. Yes. Roller skates are like a whole, that was probably the first time I was on roller skates since I'm like sixth grade. Wow. <laughs> and I was like, this is the best idea I've ever Jeez. had. It's impressive. I'll find a picture. Yes. We'll, we'll post it. Do you have a picture of your saran wrap? No, I would have to go back. Okay, we'll just recreate it. Yes, of course. That'll be, <laughs> that's much of <laughs> What about your teen pregnancy one? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> okay, guys. So I sent Suzanne. I was eight and a half months pregnant. So I had my daughter in December. So this was like, yeah, Halloween. And I yeah. was wearing this like green satin short gown like with the my littlest dress gigantic belly all belly i had the sash on and it said misconception it was a beauty pageant <laughs> costume that's why i was like teen <laughs> pregnancy what are you talking about <laughs> yeah. yes misconception oh that's right <gasps> that was a great one actually that's a really good one that was fun misconception. that was scary though so i wasn't drinking obviously i was like turbo yeah. pregnant but we went turbo out pregnant. a turbo like once you're in that like 
<laughs> Once you're in the end stages, that is, yeah, you're you're very pregnant. Yeah, you like dropped. Like you could like tell. Uh, you could be like, oh, big belly. Sure. But people thought yeah. it was fake. So we went to this like yes. warehouse party in Chicago, and everyone's obviously like drinking, and it <laughs> felt almost a little druggy. Like we felt unsafe in there. So it, like one of our friends had dragged us to it. My husband didn't even want to go. We went anyway. But I felt. Yeah, it was like unsafe with drinking. And some guy was like, oh, yeah. I almost like hit your belly to see if it was fake because I thought it was fake. And I'm like, oh, my God, get me out of here now. Like, we were I like, we got to leave. Oh, my God. But yeah, like once you're sober and then you're around drunk people, it's that was one, probably one of my first experiences where I was just like, I don't like the feeling I'm having around these people. Like, they're unpredictable. Yeah. So that's just a weird. Yeah. Unpredictable. Yeah. That's what it is. Yes. Right? Yes. That's hilarious. I forgot I sent you that. Now that one I do have a picture of. We can share. Okay, we're gonna yes. we're gonna post misconception in roller girl <laughs> yeah. on Instagram. That's also when I still had fake boobs. So So they were out there high and tight. They were out. Tits on a stick. <laughs> That's what my friends called me. So offensive. <laughs> I was like, thanks. I love that you did the French maid too. You're like, I'm just going to like fit right into every man's fantasy. We're just going to yes, go for it. totally. Yeah. Right? That's exactly. Okay, saran wrap girl. French maid. That's what my husband was expecting this morning with his omelet, I'm sure. Yeah, he was. <laughs> oh my God. This was fun. No, this was super fun. I really, I just remember your episode last year before Thanksgiving, like having just kind of like that confidence boost of... You've done all those Thanksgivings, drinking, try it sober. Same thing with anything. But like with Halloween, you've done it. Let's try and do it different. Like we're parents, we're moms now. And then yes, never coming from a place of judgment. And I hope that rings true. Like you've gotten the chance to say that many times. I hope anything I ever say on here is not ever coming from like a judgmental place because I was there. Like I I almost feel like that's like, of course, I love my kids, but it's like, I'm right. going to say this bad thing about drinking, but like I used to do it. So I just wanted to be very clear that like, no, yeah. we never want to come off as judgmental. So I needed to say that as well, just because we're all coming from a similar place, some yes. worse than others, but it's all, we're all kind of like holding hands together to march forward and yeah, we can do it. This is a fall, winter, like this is a tough season when it comes to drinking. So I just really am rooting for everyone who's been like hanging in there with Sober October. And I'm just so proud of all the ladies who are doing the damn thing. And if you can make it through these few months, like just imagine what you'll feel like January 1st, like a new year, leaving, drinking, like in 2023, it's a thing of the past and just... We're just here for you. So I just, these past few calls, everybody's like just verbalizing things has helped them. Like, so just like get in with the community and let us help you. And sometimes just airing your grievances, like, and just saying what's hard or even with parenting, like so many people have been coming back being like, I felt so much better after I just got it out there, you know, like after I just talked about it, like you don't even have to give advice sometimes. Like it just helps to feel heard and validated and it just... We're just rooting for you. I know you are too. So like, I just, I just want to cheer each and every one of you on and I'm just so proud of you and just remind you that it's always, it's just so much better on the other side. So yes, it is. And also if you're doing Sober October, don't forget, you just ran your first mile. Okay. You're just on your first mile. And I don't know if you're a runner, if you're listening to this or if you've run a mile before, but 
The first mile of any race fucking sucks. Doesn't matter if I'm running three miles or 26, it sucks. And everything tells me to stop. Everything, my brain, my body tells me, what are you doing? It is only when I reach that second, third mile that I think, oh, thank God I started running because then I would never feel this when I could run forever. Keep going. You will get there. Don't continue to do the first mile over and over and over. Keep going. And we will be here to support you through it. That's right. Yay. Okay, thank you. Love you. Good stuff. Love you. See you soon. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Sober Mom Life. If you loved it, please rate and review it wherever you listen. Five stars is amazing. Also, follow me on Instagram at The Sober Mom Life. Okay, I'll see you next week. I'm going to go reheat my coffee. Bye. That is not like raisins. Fruit by the foot is delicious. It's like popcorn balls. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I'm so offended by this. (laughs) I'm offended (laughs) by... fruit by the foot that is child's play out like pennies <laughs> you might as well be did you say wait did you say they toilet papered with- well no i just saw like <laughs> as we were walking back to the house i started seeing like hints of the wrappers of fruit by no, the foot you know what they if okay this is going to be a strong statement if my children and i were trick-or-treating and we came upon your house and I didn't know you, but you gave fruit by the foot. We would take it all and we would toilet paper your house with the fruit by the foot. <laughs> because oh, man. That is some bullshit. It's easy to blame ourselves for our struggles with alcohol. We see people around us being able to control their drinking without any consequences, yet no matter what we try, we can't seem to figure it out for ourselves. My name is Jillian Teets, and I am the host of the Sober Powered Podcast, where I use my biochemistry background to explain the latest research in addiction and help you understand both why you drink the way you do and how to develop the skills and mindset you need to find freedom from alcohol. I discuss topics like why we think about our drinking 24-7, why we have no off switch, and why we crave alcohol. If you're struggling with your drinking or you know someone who is, then I hope that you will check out the Sober Powered Podcast. New episodes every Friday. See you there.